Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about investing. Um, I, Tanya, the movie, it's you might have heard, it's on Tanya Harding. And a lot of people are upset that we're kind of forgiving her and uh, making a movie that kind of tells her side of the story. Um, so that's out there. She has had, if you follow her career, she has had a lot of odd jobs. And that's where I become kind of fascinated with her. Because it makes me think of all the odd jobs that I've had. Um, She lives in rural Washington with her husband, a heating and air conditioning worker. She married in 2010. She sometimes joins her husband on construction projects, but mostly is a stay-at-home mom to their only child. She got a small fee for letting the writer of I, Tanya option the rights of her story. $1,500 is how much she's made on the film. She'll make a percentage of the film's profits, but the former champion is more interested in setting the record straight. That she basically had a crappy childhood. And, um, you know, at one point in time, you know, she worked as a commentator on The World's Dumbest, which was a cops-inspired reality show which had a lot of D-list star power like Gary Busey and Danny Bonaducci as well as Tanya Harding. She did Fox's Celebrity Boxing where she squared off against Paula Jones who had an affair with Bill Clinton. She was appointed the America's bad girl. So uh, in Inside Edition, uh, the TV show in 1994 basically gave her um, $600,000 for a quick interview. So, kind of odd jobs, right? What odd jobs are you doing? I saw that Walmart's raising their starting wage, and that's good. 
you know, it's not the greatest story in the world, but it's it's nice. Uh, Walmart raising its starting wage to $11 from $9. That'll help a lot of people. Obviously, Walmart's a big employer. Producer prices slipped one-tenth of a percent on cheaper food. South Korea plans to ban cryptocurrency trading. That's fascinating. What happens if the U.S. does the same thing? South Korea's government said today it plans to ban cryptocurrency trading, sending Bitcoin prices plummeting and throwing the virtual coin market into turmoil. The clampdown in South Korea, which is a crucial source of global demand for cryptocurrency, came as policymakers around the world are struggling to regulate an asset whose value has skyrocketed over the last year. Do you pay taxes on your gains with cryptocurrencies? The quote out of South Korea's justice minister, he said, there are great concerns regarding virtual currencies, and the justice ministry is basically preparing to build a ban cryptocurrency trading through exchanges. Uh, once a bill is drafted, legislation for an outright ban of virtual coin trading will require a majority vote of the two, total 297 members of the National Assembly. So you saw a big, 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 big uh, sell-off. Local price of Bitcoin plunged as much as 21% after the minister's comments. It still trades at around a 30% premium to other countries. Their Bitcoin does. Um, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. You know, Bitcoin was up 1,500% last year, and it's stoked huge demand for cryptocurrency, drawing college students to housewives, sparking worries about a gambling addiction. It's a regulatory conundrum. There's right now a dozen cryptocurrency exchanges in South Korea. The proliferation of virtual currency and the accompanying trading frenzy have raised eyebrows amongst regulators globally. Though many central banks have refrained from supervising cryptocurrencies themselves. If the United States did it, your cryptocurrency goes to zero. And South Korea did it. And South Korea is not, they're not backwards. They're progressive, in my opinion. Red Ramen is limiting busboys as restaurants combat minimum wage hikes. So the busboy position is being eliminated. Hmm. Minimum wage increases have taken effect in 18 states and 20 cities across the nation this month. Uh, casual dining chain Red Robin Gourmet. It's tough to put the word gourmet in Red Robin, but you got it. They're going to eliminate busboys at 570 restaurant locations, a move that is expected to save the company an estimated $8 million. So that's an example of we want a livable wage, but now we're going to eliminate busboys. Right? We want a livable wage. We want restaurants to do the right thing, but restaurants also will come out and say, we're going to cut busboys and we're going to make waiters and waitresses bust their own tables. So Red Robin, from an employee standpoint, just cut $8 million worth of labor, in my opinion. The interesting thing about the wage hike, minimum wage hike, is that those that made the decision to do it did it on behalf of the employee. When intentions are good and you can't appease everybody, someone is going to be eventually on the short end of the stick. So, remember the markets. Remember um, the marches on uh, fast food, by fast food employees demanding a livable wage. Well, what's going to happen is, in my opinion, is as minimum wages go higher and higher, you're going to see restaurants like McDonald's automate more and more. There's a company out there right now that's already selling robots that can flip hamburgers. So I don't think this stops. I think it continues. 
initial claims came out today, and they once again point to a healthy, healthy market. Um, in my opinion, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Uh, Byron Wien's out there saying that a 15% correction, 10 to 15% market pullback is unavoidable. Sentiment is bordering on euphoric right now. His comments come as stocks fail to extend their six-day win streak. The Dow, the S&P 500, the Nasdaq all closed lower for the first time this year. The market needs to have some kind of correction. There are some excesses in it, so he thinks it's going to happen. Now, that's tough to say because we got the tax cut at the end of the year. The market's kind of been on fire ever since then. I know that on February 13th, Apple's going to meet, and they're going to... they got earnings coming out in late January, early February. Then a couple weeks later, they're going to meet, and they're going to decide, do they increase their dividend? Do they do more buybacks? What does it look like? Do they buy back debt? Do they do a one-time special dividend with lots of cash? Um, and I think at that point in time, we're going to start seeing the effects of the, the lower tax rate and the repatriating money into the United States. So that's kind of coming. And then maybe that's when we get our correction. I don't know. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres was on our show yesterday, and uh, she was talking about the mudslides in Montecito, and she got her famous neighbor, Oprah Winfrey, on the phone, and they talked about it. And um, It's as devastating as can be. And, you know, they got evacuated in the middle of the night from their wealthy community. But it's kind of funny because Ellen DeGeneres says, you know, some days I just need more love than others. And today's one of those days where, and you're like, are you kidding me? You live in Montecito, one of the richest neighborhoods in America. You're healthy, you're wealthy, you're wise. But she's emotional. Seeing mud take the lives of 17 people is crazy in the United States. Seriously, we have mudslides killing 17 people. Consult a broker advisor for taking the action on any stocks mentioned in the show. Don't forget, I'll be in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge tonight. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black's show. It's 630 to 830. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Something I predicted many years ago is starting to come true. Oracle just opened a charter high school at its headquarters in Redwood City. Students at the Design Tech High School can get mentorship from Oracle employees, intern at Oracle, and take classes on topics like wearables. Other tech companies like Facebook, Salesforce, and Google are also investing heavily in education, attempting to get students STEM skills needed for the future. Public Charter High School opened the doors of its $43 million building on Oracle's campus on Tuesday. It's virtually indistinguishable from the tall, curved office buildings 
lining Oracle's campuses, or campus, except for the crowd of teenagers walking the halls. Design Tech has been around since 2014, and Oracle has been involved with it from the beginning, but this is the first time the school is directly on Oracle's campus. In true Silicon Valley fashion, students also have access to two-story workshop space called Design Realization Garage, where they can work on product prototypes. Like I said, not only is Oracle doing this, but Facebook, Microsoft, and Google, and Salesforce are all trying to make students more tech literate. Data from Pew Research cites a national shortage of software engineers and also shows that U.S. students trail their peers internationally in STEM achievement. Facebook is making efforts to help students and parents learn to code through a website called Tech Prep. Social media giants also working with computer science teachers on curriculum. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg in 2010 donated $100 million to the Newark, New Jersey public school system, which was a disaster. It wasn't spent very well. Google's taking a slightly different approach. Um, they're getting its products in classrooms. Half of primary and secondary students in the U.S. now use Google Apps and Chromebooks in classrooms. Salesforce has pledged $100 million to San Francisco public schools. CEO Mark Benioff treats the fund like a venture capital meeting with principals. So the day and age of tech companies, I think it's pretty glorious of them to start saying, you know, we may not need to have you go get a computer science degree. We'll teach you what you need to be taught if you want to work with us. And the fact that Oracle's doing it on their own campus, it's, it's almost crazy to me. Uh, it almost seems wrong, right? Are you with me? But it's what we need. So we need better education and not general education. Americans, we love our economy, but most of us still don't like Trump. That's according to a new uh, poll out there today. Americans love the economy, but most still don't like Trump. Um, a Quinnapic poll says 66% of American voters view the economy as excellent or good, but only 36 say they approve of Donald Trump's performance. A large percentage of voters give Trump's predecessor, Barack Obama, credit for the current state of the economy. Wrong. I wasn't expecting that one. In a tweet out this morning, Trump highlighted Wednesday's university poll that showed 66% of voters view the economy as excellent or good. That figure rose from 63% in December, and it's the highest reading since the university started asking the question in 2001. Trump didn't tweet out that the poll that he's quoting didn't say nice things about him, but that's okay. You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Oh, uh, is there some... You kind of wish that sometimes you could, like, get some of the images out of your head that are kind of stuck there. Um, 2018, one of the big things that could be upsetting to the stock market... Um, and this bull market's an incredibly strong bull market. But what could upset it is some of the what's on Trump's agenda for 2018. Obviously, there's midterm elections. And if you see a landslide of Democrats, um, that would probably mean we're going to uh, go into more of a, a sideways action. Um, you know, kind of uh, dread, not dread, deadlock. I was going to say dreadlock. I don't know why. I'm having trouble finding words today. Um, but the thing that I think can upset the markets this year is China and Mexico. And I know you're saying Mexico. Well, the trade deal that we have with Mexico, NAFTA, uh, you're already seeing Canada and Mexico's currencies getting weaker based on the thought that 
Trump's going to change the rules. And, you know, anything that was negotiated 20, 30 years ago should be revised. The world's changed. Um, but China is also interesting in this one because uh, China's not an easy pushover anymore. They're a legitimate economy, a legitimate economy. So we have to pay attention to how we deal with them. South Korea plans to ban cryptocurrency trading. That is a big flag if you own cryptocurrencies. Delta raised their profit forecast and the shares are jumping. Um, that's interesting because it's transport and it's in theory looking out to the future. Um, Amazon and Netflix and Netflix are both said to rise at least 12% this year. The average 30-year mortgage rate has risen to 3.99%. cost of borrowed money to buy homes rose slightly this week, but remains historically low. Um, a lot of people, I think, are going to be looking to buy real estate as an investment, uh, with the new tax laws being what they are. Mortgage buyer Freddie Mac says the average rate on a 30-year fixed rose to 3.99% from 3.95%. This week's rate matches a five-month high set two weeks ago. Uh, the 30-year rate averaged 4.12 last year. Um, so we're still a little bit below that. Low rates, anything below 4 is considered by historical standards um, pretty attractive. The 15-year rate sits at 3.37%, and the 5-year adjustable sits at 3.46%. 800 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The... Market is buying the dip mentality following the first loss yes of the year yesterday. You're seeing small caps and transports lead today. The European Central Bank is hawkish, noting guidance could be changed in early 2018. So those are the, some of the big stories out there for you today. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Chevron's up big today after BMO Capital Markets upgraded Chevron to outperform from market perform. Um, with oil moving higher. Um, some people are whispering at $80 oil in 2018, currently right around 64 Been a big move. Um, Boeing higher today, big winner today. Uh, big outperformance helping the Dow Jones Industrial Average. General Electric, big winner today. Caterpillar, um, they're all moving higher. Transports are strong evidence by the Dow Jones Transportation Average up 1.1%. All saying that, you know, we're going to have a good year. That's what they're telling me. Uh, a good six months, and that puts us into July almost, right? Uh, big event tonight. Come on out and see me. Come out to Rob Black Show. Uh, go to Rob Black Show. Sign up for the event tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up using the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Going to go over the economy. Going to go over the stock market. Going to go over tax law changes. Going to go over estate planning and uh, income and retirement. And good products and bad products. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up tonight at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. You can still sign up. There's a few seats remaining, but it is going to be busy, so sign up sooner rather than later. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25. It's RADIO25 to get in for free. Um, it's Retirement Income Strategies event. I'm going to talk a little bit about the markets of stock ideas, minimizing your retirement income taxes. Uh, that's a big one. Good and bad retirement products, long-term care costs, and much, much more. You can sign up at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, there's a lot going on with the president. and Sometimes I just want to take a couple days off from talking about it. Um, crypto, a lot of people think the golden age of crypto may already be over. The price of Bitcoin varied wildly in December, but things have calmed down in the new year. That means crypto traders are making less money from taking advantage of different prices on different exchanges. December was a huge month for the cryptocurrency Bitcoin. It hit its all-time high above 19000 um, during the run-up to 20000 and subsequent sell-off in December, Bitcoin was trading at wildly different prices on main U.S. exchanges. And people were taking advantage of you pretty aggressively. The, arb- the arbitration boat has sailed. That's worthy of note. Um, let's see what else is up there as far as stories go. Southern California has been devastated by mudslides that have killed at least 17 people. Um, it's pretty shocking to say. See, if you take a look at just the photos, and you'll see SUVs up to their tires in mud. Like, how does this happen? 17 people have died from massive mudslides in a wealthy Southern California region. A heavy storm on Tuesday triggered flash floods and unleashed debris in a Montecito, Santa Barbara, around 2.30 in the morning. Uh, that's not good when the problem hits at 2.30 in the morning. The best way you can describe it is it looks like war. Um... I've been to Montecito, and it is lovely. And, you know, California's just not prepared for this kind of dry weather, scorching our vegetation, fires taking the vegetation away, and then what's left underneath is just a whole lot of mud. At least 28 people were injured, and like I said, 16 at least dead. Um, And take a look at the footage. It's a reminder, A... Be prepared for the unexpected. Northern California had a 4.4 earthquake last week, um, which I'm hearing from more and more people that it woke them up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, don't wake me up. What's wrong, What's wrong with me? Like, how come I never feel that stuff? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um... Don't be shy. So be prepared for an emergency. And one of the things you could do is this weekend start thinking, you know, what happens if? And back up your photos. Get your paperwork ready to go, your Social Security cards, your your birth certificates. Um, You should do that because at some point in time it will happen. 
Um, China is going to be a big story in the new year. We kind of know that China sent out a warning that went right over everyone's head. Chinese officials are thinking of stopping or slowing their purchases of U.S. debt. Uh, the thing is, China would be hurting itself if it ever actually stopped its U.S. bond buying. So why would China do this? It's most likely to intimidate the Trump administration ahead of key trade decisions and to emphasize the interconnectedness of the world's two largest economies. So uh, for the first time in what's been a, a big new year of the stock market, Treasury bonds spiked in early trading. And then stocks fell. It was a tiny taste yesterday of the calamity analysts have predicted would foretell the end of our nine-year bull run in stocks. So it comes from Beijing, China's largest holder of U.S. Treasury bonds. And Wall Street figured that without its demand, the price of bonds could fall. But that's not the lesson to take from the scenario. Beijing's warning, and it is a warning, is directed you know, more toward Washington than towards Wall Street. It was a message to the Trump administration. You know, we know that 2018 is going to be a big year for Donald Trump to try to renegotiate trade, uh, trade with Mexico, trade with China, being the two probably largest headlines out there. In a sign of bad news for New York City, landlords are offering record amounts of freebies to New York City apartment hunters. Landlords in New York are offering concessions like a free month of rent, but the problem is. Um, there's softness at the top. So the high-end rentals, when you're spending 4000 5000 a month to rent a place, um, landlords are figuring out, you know, let's, let's do a record number of freebies. So we need to help Manhattan and Queens and Brooklyn. Um, 2017 was a challenging year for rentals especially on the high end, because the people who have jobs, they, they don't necessarily have that. The median effective rent is about $3,291, and that fell about 2.5% year over year, because there's a huge influx of units right now, and I'm seeing it all over the Bay Area as well. Investors looking for higher returns in a low-interest rate world helped drive New York's apartment boom after the recession. Because of modest-priced apartments are in such short supply, though, you're going to continue to see tenants scramble for greater affordability, and they're going to live further and further away from work into the suburbs. So that's a sign that's not great if you believe me on real estate that it doesn't always go up. We're used to it always going up because we forget, you know, eight years ago what it was like when it went down for three years. One of my favorite credit cards out there is pretty expensive. The Platinum Card from American Express. It has a very high annual fee of $550. But most you know, credit cards that are, have good perks do have some sort of fee. The benefits and the perks that you get from the Platinum Card of American Express, pretty good airport lounge access up to $200 in Uber credits annually, a $200 annual airline fee credit. So a $550 credit card is suddenly $150 if you take away the Uber credits and the annual airline free credit. And then you get a lot, ton of perks for $150. At $550, it costs more than the closest competitor, which is the Chase Sapphire Reserve, and that represents a significant upfront expense. But then again, with the Chase Sapphire Ex- Express, or I'm sorry, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, you get $300 of credit plus TSA free um, and then you get three points per flight or three points per hotel or three points per restaurant. 
Uh, and that's a pretty good perk, all things considered. The Platinum Card from American Express comes with priority pass membership. It's a network of a 1,000-plus airport lounges around the world. If you fly a lot, it's a great perk. And if you're flying a lot, you're getting the best points from the American Express. So, yeah, I do like credit cards. I It sounds weird because I'm a financial guy, right? And I probably should be saying, oh, don't use credit. But I pay off my credit every month. I pay off my balances. Oh, interesting. Last night in a basketball game, Rodney Hood was ejected from the game between the Utah Jazz and Washington Wizards. As he left the court, he noticed a fan taking video or a picture of him, and he slapped the phone away. You've seen players throw water. You've seen fans throw beer at players. I find it to be pretty remarkable on how uncivilized we are. And just because you're sitting on great seats, it doesn't really entitle you to, to harass people. If you did that at work, you'd be fired. But you do it at a, an arena from both parties. This guy's getting paid a stunning amount of money to play a game. And he insults the fans and his bosses by taking a shot at the fans. That's not cool. Um, Google acquired a pretty cool startup. Who did they buy? They bought a British tech startup called Redux, which is working on technology that aims to turn surfaces into speakers. It's like, whoa, what? No way. So let me try to explain this. Redux is a company that's aiming, trying to develop products that, and systems that enable customizable, high-resolution haptic feedback in speakerless, speakerless surround sound audio. That doesn't even make sense, right? Speakerless audio? Um, they're using a new technology, a bending wave breakthrough, that meant it could turn a smartphone screen into one big speaker. The company said its technology could replace traditional smartphones speakers in as little as two years, freeing up more space for batteries, processors, and other components. Being a smartphone manufacturer, you could see why Google would be interested in this. Um, and if you do a little research on Redux, R-E-D-U-X, just go to YouTube and punch it in, you'll see the technology being executed, and it's pretty darn cool. That's all I'm going to throw out there at you. You can find me at Rob Black Show tonight. I'm going to be in Palo Alto. I'm going to be in Palo Alto and doing an income and retirement event. I would love to see you out there. It's last year I only got to Palo Alto once, surprisingly. I felt like I'm always there, but we're going to be at the Elks Lodge tonight and CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Um, going to hit income strategies, going to hit expectations 2018 and much, much more. It's pretty filled up, but there's a couple seats remaining. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Use the code radio 25. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I promise if you listen that I'll do my best to get you enough content that you can scrap together and hopefully put together a plan and start heading towards retirement sooner rather than later. One company that I think you could still own is Netflix. Barclays is recommending Netflix today, citing optimism of the company's subscriber growth. Barclays analyst is predicting the internet streaming giant will generate annual sales growth of 27% through 2019, starting in 2016. He thinks the next three to five years, Netflix is likely to become the second biggest media company by revenue, next only to Disney. Netflix's original content success will boost its financial results. Netflix bull cases at the core is relatively simple. If subscriber growth is faster than content cost growth over time, it could become one of the most successful media companies. Barclays thinks that's possible. Their view is supported by Netflix's global footprint and access to 550 million broadband subscribers. Demonstrated pricing power, growing content library, changing mix towards local content, and its increasing stickiness due to multiple seasons of established originals. So, are you game? Or do you look at it and go, man, it's had a good run for 10 years? Right now, Netflix has roughly 5,800 titles on its streaming service, and it's going to spend $10 billion to $12 billion for content this year. He thinks the company's going to grow at 27% through 2019. Inertia tends to benefit early movers and market leaders and is likely to help pricing growth. How much would you pay for Netflix? And knowing that Stranger Things is going to have a season 3, 4, 5, and 6, are you going to stick around for year 3, 4, 5, and 6? So Netflix got you for 6 years. 10 bucks a month, 120 bucks a year, times 6, right? It's worthy of thinking about. It's you know Maybe not worthy of doing, but it's worthy of thinking about. Uh, if you invested $1,000 in Google 10 years ago, how much do you think you'd have? Now, search engines had already existed when Larry Page and Sergey Brin decided to take a chance by thinking up and presenting the world with Google. The risk paid off. The pair are worth over $100 billion combined. If you'd taken a chance and invested in Google in 2007, you might not have made billions, but still your choice would have been a wise one. That's because you would have roughly tripled your money, $1,000 investment in Google as uh, represented by, I guess, Alphabet. Back in 2007, would be worth $2,922 today. Um, it's been a good 15, 10, 15 years, right? Uh, whether your FedEx, $1,000 10 years ago, is $2,100. Nike, $1,000 10 years ago invested in Nike would be $3,300. Amazon, $1,000 invested would be $12,398. Apple, it would be $6,200. And $1,000 invested in Netflix 
10 years ago would be $51,966 a day. Not too shabby. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up tonight. Tonight, whoa. I'm going to have a long day. Show tomorrow is always a doozy because I always sound like I'm exhausted because I am. But I'm going to be in Palo Alto tonight at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 830. CFP Chad Burton will be there. And uh, would love to see you there. Uh, you can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, use code radio25. It's income in retirement. Um, a stock that had a good year last year could always come back to earth. And the stock market growth trade dominated 2017. And one strategist, Bank of, Lynch, Bank of America Merrill Lynch analyst, thinks the tables will be turned this year with value outshining growth. Russell 1000 growth index was up 28% last year. It handily beat the so-called value trade. Growth beat value by 17%. That's the biggest gap since 2009. At the heart of a possible growth versus value trade reversal is the GOP tax reform. Um, and it accelerates profit cycles. So maybe it's time for you to think of value in your portfolio if you haven't already. You're always trying to go where the ball's going. Go to where the puck's going, not to where the puck is, is the idea. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs raised their kids basically tech-free. And it should be a pretty big red flag that putting an iPhone in your kid's hand and letting them watch Google, YouTube all day might not be the best thing. When two of the biggest technology pioneers... Um, showed a strictness with how much technology kids could use. Um, psychologists are quickly learning how dangerous smartphones can be for teenage brains. Research has found that eighth graders' risk for depression jumps 27% when he or she uses social media frequently. I don't like social media. I find it discouraging as hell because I know that in my heart I need a vacation and I see all my friends on vacation and it just it just hurts. So I try to limit my uh, exposure to uh, Facebook. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I will be out tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. What is it? It's income and retirement planning. Um, I can't wait to see you there. You can check me out at robblackshow.com. It's Rob Black Show and sign up using the code radio25 to get in for free tonight. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.